Today, big tech moves to reinforce the new definition of recession because apparently words mean nothing. Nancy Pelosi travels to Taiwan amid threats from China, and there might be a brand new COVID vaccine this fall. Get ready, guys. It's coming. We've got all of that and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and it is going to be a spicy Monday. We've got Alex Stein, Blaze TV contributor and of course host of Conspiracy Castle, which you should be subscribed to on YouTube in addition to his other channel, Alex Stein. <laughs> Was that a good intro? Yeah, that's an awesome intro. It's always so great. But I just can't believe that there's going to be a new a vaccine. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get it. This is the best Monday ever. Alex can't wait to talk about it. Uh, well, I can't wait either. Uh, we've also got John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Commie, which I hear sometimes puts out new content. And when we do, it's the best content you'll find on YouTube. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to get into, uh, we can talk about all this inflation and changing the definitions and all of that. But talking of Joe Biden, I just wanted to point out, you know, he obviously has had COVID tested negative. So he re removed himself from isolation and went doddering about again, as he does. And uh, whoopsies, he actually tested positive for COVID Saturday after four consecutive negative tests <laughs> and uh, returned to isolation. Uh, his, his doctor explained that rebound positivity, quote, is observed in a small percentage of patients treated with Paxlovid. Uh, and of course, he received Paxlovid after his positive test, which was what, July 21st. So it's been a while now that uh, he's been battling back and forth with it. You know, it's funny, we hear about these rebound positivity cases. And um, what did they call the when you were fully vaccinated, but you oh breakthrough cases, right? Mm -hmm. the, breakthrough cases in a very small percentage of people, rebound cases in a very small percentage of people. Um, and then it ends up being not so small. Yeah, I mean, if I had, you know, was vaccinated for measles four times and still got measles, I would have a little doubt about the vaccine. But this vaccine is safe and effective. And let's not forget how much worse it would have been if he wasn't vaccinated. So <laughs> he's just going to be very thankful Joe Biden was for his fourth vaccine. It was, you know, very light and, uh, you know, very... Uh, not noticeable symptoms. My, my favorite, my favorite, uh, we worship the altar of Big Pharma. We thank Big Pharma that it wasn't worse was a story on uh, where the guy actually died. And they were like, we're just really thankful it that he, worse, it could have yeah. been worse. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he would have died worse? I don't yeah, understand. It would have been a, even more of a vicious death. But yeah, I mean, that's where we are in the clown world. And you know this, I know this, John know this, but the sad part of society is I don't think they do know this. I think there's a huge elephant in the room and they're not realizing it. Like these people are still on now on their fourth, you know, potentially their fifth booster. And, you know, they think it's safe and effective. And obviously it's very effective. <laughs> John. Yeah, you have to wonder how much taxpayer funding went into the focus group studies that came up with safe and effective as their like PR strategy. And then the guy who incessantly told everybody they wouldn't even need to get a booster, just the vaccine because it's safe and effective, then a booster to be safe. Now he's like, what, had four of them and he still gets COVID. And it's not even like threatening. So on the one hand, it's funny because it was told you have to get the vaccine because this is such a deadly disease. Your grandma's going to die. This guy's like 80 years old, obviously senile, and he's now got COVID. And there's not even <laughs> any concern about like his health. It's just kind of like, oh, I've got COVID. Better not spread it. But no one's like really concerned about it. Maybe because everyone kind of knows like 
the country might be a little bit better off if he doesn't exactly win the, win the battle, but also because no one actually believes it's like a lethal disease. But it's also funny because he has the vaccine that was supposed to prevent against that, and he still got it anyway. So. And then he took the drug that was manufactured by the same people who provided the vaccine that he got four times and still ended up with COVID. The Paxovid's great. I'm on it right now. I just kind of take it for fun. But, you know, uh, John, I had to uh, refute what you just said. Could you imagine the hellscape America would become if Kamala Harris was our president? That's a great point. That is a great point. I mean, I think she's the only person probably worse than Joe Biden, honestly. That, no, that, that's that's totally that's accurate. I'm not a not a Kamala fan. executive well, then, order for abortion up until nine years after birth. And then and then just imagine if something happened to Kamala, then we'd be stuck with Nancy Pelosi, who's about to start World War Three. So <laughs> there great. is also something charming about Biden's like sort of not really knowing what's going on. Like everyone's like, I can't afford bread, and he's just you know there with the <laughs> chocolate chocolate chip and the aviator. <laughs> he just doesn't even know where he is. That's almost better than Kamala Harris and uh, her press secretary trying to like gaslight us into being convinced that our grocery bills don't matter. Almost, almost. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Biden, he claimed over the weekend that the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, which of course is Build Back Better Light, it was the only way that they could try to get Joe Manchin on board with this. They said that this act would not raise taxes on those making less than $400,000 per year. Uh, but Republicans on the Senate Finance Committee released data from the, this is the nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation that showed that taxes will increase in calendar year 2023 for everyone under the plan except those making between $10,000 and $30,000 per year. Uh, so there are slight increases for every single pay group as you get higher and higher. And um, look, I just, it boggles my mind that people listen to the trillions of dollars that the government wants to spend of your money and continues to buy into the lie that the average middle-class American will not see their taxes raised for multiple reasons, right? Like, I, I don't understand how you think that the small amount of billionaires uh, who would be funding all of these things the, you know, the top 1% needs to pay their fair share, they always say, but it's like, okay, so that money only goes so far and then that money's gone and then you don't have anyone else to fund it. You're going to have to fund it. But number two, you guys do realize that when all of these big corporations and all of these billionaires who sell things to you get more of their money taken away from them, they're going to just raise their costs and it's still going to be trickled down to you. So it's gonna be twofold. I don't understand how these people say, you're not going to pay more in taxes if you make less than $400,000 a year. You don't have to worry about it. And they're like, oh, that math makes sense. Well, as a resident uh, Blaze TV economist, the best way to combat inflation is to tax the citizens more. It's just common sense. And on top of that, you know, uh, people don't realize, I think it's like 1% of the population has 99% of the wealth. It's something rough like that. And until that ever changes... There's never going to be a middle class. So I think it's just pretty obvious right now that they're literally trying to destabilize the middle class. Like, that's not a conspiracy, in my opinion. By the way, there's a study that came out from Penn Wharton that actually looked at this plan, and they said that um, the Inflation Reduction Act would actually slightly increase inflation until 2024. <laughs> <so>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. It's totally sinister how, through their action, they're stealing from you in terms of the value of the money you have. And then they're telling you, well, the only way that we can reverse the course is to actually directly take that money from you, which will then make 
whatever you have left actually more valuable. But if you look at even the history of taxation in this country in terms of income tax, it's always marketed as, you know, the rich people need to pay their fair share. Mm -hmm. And then it starts with that. But the rich people are never going to do that. They're just not. The elite class Mm -hmm. is the state. You know, they're always going to find ways around that. So it always gets extended to the middle class and to the lower class. And our problem isn't necessarily that, like, rich people aren't paying their fair share. The elites aren't paying their fair share. It's just that they are hostile towards normal Americans. Like, if you look at the founding era, for example, our founding fathers were not, you know, common men. They were aristocrats. Like, you can go to George Washington's estate and go to Monticello. These guys were, like... I was going to use the, the pimp word because I'm looking at Alex Stein. But these black, guys yeah. are like total ballers, and then they just so happen to not be terrible people. Whereas our current elite class is comprised of terrible people who hate Americans, and that's the problem. Well, and one thing, guys, we have a, a million new citizens that just crossed the border, and they're all going to pay taxes. So Every single help. one. Yeah, every single one of them. So <laughs> things are going to get way better. Thank you, Joe Biden. Um, so I want to talk about... Uh, You know, words mean nothing, I think, to the left. We've seen this happen with numerous uh, definitions, numerous words over the years. I mean, what is a woman? They can't seem to define something as basic as that. Uh, And now, speaking of the term recession, which, of course, the left wants to conveniently redefine when we are in one, all of a sudden it is not two negative quarters of GDP growth. Uh, No, 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 no. It's much more nuanced than that, they tell (laughs) us. Well, Meta's third-party fact-checkers have flagged uh, as false information posts on Instagram and Facebook accusing the Biden administration of changing the definition of recession um, in order to deny that we are there. So here you guys can see who are watching. This is a fact-check from PolitiFact. Partly false. No, the White House didn't change the definition of recession. Uh, Don't worry. Nothing to see here. And as you see on the screen, these are independent (laughs) fact-checkers. Okay? So you know that they are correct and you are the one who is mistaken and misinformed. Um, I do want to add to this story because I found it so incredible. Uh, Chad Prather, our our friend Chad Prather, who is actually taping next door right now, um, he... (laughs) He told me this. I didn't believe it. When you go on Instagram to try to tag him in anything, they ask you, they double confirm. They say, are you sure you want to tag this user? Because they have been a big spreader of misinformation. Yes. And you have to confirm, yes, I want to tag them anyway. And then they will allow you to tag him. It's absolutely bonkers crazy. And he's like, I can't even find where there are violations on my account. Well, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, you can't tag me either on Instagram. Really? Yeah, you can't tag me. That's yeah, so yeah. wild. Yeah, but we are in 1984. This I is know. like literally out of a, you know, they call it Orwellian. It is Orwellian. I mean, you think about this. The only place that we have free speech left is when I go to these city council meetings and dress up as a woman and scream that I have a vagina. But if you try to do that on the internet, they would uh, cut you off. So literally, free speech is gone. They're changing the definitions of words on Wikipedia. Uh, they're changing in the media. And we know with the massive inflation right now, people are struggling. But the White House is just looking right in your face and saying, oh, everything's fine. And the people believing it are suffering from cognitive dissonance. It also just shows the rot at virtually every level of our institutions where Intelligent people would never be like, oh, this is too nuanced. Because intelligent people and competent people, they take complex ideas and they reduce them so that they can be explained to, like, everybody. Unintelligent people have to compensate by being like, oh, well, this thing that you think is easy is actually so much more nuanced than you could ever understand, blah, blah, blah. It's like the totally inverse operation. And so, yeah, you've got this totally uh, credentialized and, you know, anti-meritocratic system that is now existing in D.C. And you can see the results of it, whether you're paying your bills and you can't Mm -hmm. afford it, or Mm -hmm. when they're even trying to explain why you can't pay your bills and you're like, 
like, oh, you stupid people. You could never understand a recession. Right. You would never go and ask your son, hey, can I borrow your AP Econ textbook and like turn to page <laughs> three? You could never understand this. Yeah, I do. It, there is a certain level of uh, just sheer arrogance that they get up there at the press briefing, uh, in the press briefing room, and tell Americans, don't believe your lion eyes. Don't believe the numbers that you just paid at the gas pump. Don't believe your credit card bill when you buy groceries. Don't believe any of that because we're here telling you there's nothing wrong and you are actually in the greatest economic uh, you know, time ever for the United States. That's, that's literally what they're saying to people. Well, it's because they can lie with the truth and the thing that they always claim is like, oh, well, the jobs, job numbers are up. Well, that's because they kicked everybody out of their job. They fired yeah. everybody. So yeah. they're, they're saying they grew, you know, there's job growth. That's because everybody they got fired recently, so yeah. it's just, you know, they can lie with the truth. Or they're taking second jobs because they can't afford yeah. to pay their bills. That's a good point. And that's the problem, too, is, like, the people on the lower end in terms of, like, the bell curve of maybe awareness who vote for Democrats are never really going to, like, they'll understand, you know, a lot of reporters, for example, on the right, it's very popular to go to some of these neighborhoods and ask them thoughts on Joe Biden, yeah. and you'll have uh, Democrat voters say very colorful and silly things <laughs> mm -hmm. about President Biden, but they're still going to vote for him because they don't make that connection, even mm -hmm. if they say in the moment they don't like him. And then the people who are at the higher end of it, they're immune from the consequences, so they don't actually care. It's like, oh, we're just not doing liberalism properly. Like, even if you look at the support for the Ukraine and or us getting involved in Ukraine, by income, the people most likely to support it are people whose households are making over $200,000 a year. And as you scale back, you scale back in likelihood to care about that because they're so separated from what is actually affecting the lives of day-to-day -day Americans that they, they have to invent these problems for themselves to conquer. Mm -hmm. um, all right, we've got uh, much more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, the segment Keeps. So if you are one of the, look, it's like two out of three guys who experience hair loss before they're 35, uh, it's not your fault. It's just the DNA that you were born with, but you can flip the odds in your favor and save your hair with Keeps. They have the same FDA-approved hair treatments available, uh, but it's going to be, not just is it going to be online, it's also going to be the generic treatment. It's going to save you a ton of money, um, and you can do it from the comfort of your own home. 66% of men actually develop a, experience a regrowth of their hair with Keeps, so you actually might be able to regrow that hair back. You got no waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. They deliver it directly to your door at half the cost. You've got a Keeps doctor available 24-7 that you can message. And uh, look, if you are balding, it's time to just like go for it. Take the plunge. Try Keeps. What do you have to lose except more of your hair? <laughs> do you get it? You can go to Keeps.com slash Y for 50% off your first order. That is Keeps.com slash Y. Keeps.com slash Y. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, is expected to visit Taiwan during her trip to Asia this week. This is despite there being no mention of the country in her itinerary released over the weekend, possibly having to do with uh, the giant threat that uh, China gave us. So it's obviously not clear when she's going to arrive in Taiwan, um, but she is expected to stay there overnight, according to several officials. And this is going to be the first time a House Speaker has visited Taiwan in 25 years, uh, comes amid warnings from top White House officials, including Joe Biden. Obviously, uh, China says Taiwan is actually ours, um, and they are not sovereign. And they said, they were basically like, yeah, if Nancy Pelosi... Um, if she goes there, then we're going to shoot down her plane. So um, it's quite a uh, quite a predicament that Nancy Pelosi was in. Well, John she, has a something very snarky to say. I have nothing. Okay, no, it's not snarky. That would be a tragedy. Are you saying if this woman, who is an American hero and patriot, 
enters into what is internationally recognized to be Chinese airspace and goes there to stoke the embers of World War III, if she were shot down, I, I, I don't even know what I would do. I would, I would be so beside myself, I would retire from politics. I might even light myself on fire in demonstration if that were to happen. Well, she's such big bazongas. If she got the plane crash, she would live. She could absorb yeah, it and it would like bounce off. No, and, and, but on, on a serious note, so you know, I was doing my you know, little research and as a geopolitical expert at The Blaze, I'm the everything expert here, <laughs> if everybody's wondering. You know, actually, Black we actually went to Taiwan in 1997, Newt Gingrich, it's hard to say that last name, sorry, he went there in 97, but he was the opposition because he was a Republican while uh, Clinton was a president. Mm. It wasn't a big deal, but because she is the Democrat, the same as Joe Biden, that's why this is a, even a bigger deal is from my understanding. So, yeah, I think she's trying to stoke the flames of World War III, and it's pretty obvious that it's like uh, they're not going to take it very well. Yeah, it's, I mean, of course, quite a predicament because once you announce you make this big production over the fact that you're visiting and then China's like, yeah, if you do that in a military plane, we're going to shoot you down, and then they're like, oh, crap. Well, we can't back down now because we can't show weakness to China, but also, like, probably don't want a a jet shooting her plane down. So what do we do? Um, didn't get much clarification from White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, who is just, let me just tell you, I always feel like I have to point out just a great display of where affirmative action gets you. <laughs> uh, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, refusing to address the Chinese threat to shoot down Nancy Pelosi's plane. Watch. An official who is associated with Chinese state media is suggesting that if Speaker Pelosi tries to go to Taiwan, her plane could be shot down. Does the president have a response to that? You know, I've been asked about, I know you're asking specifically about uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the rhetoric that we're hearing from China. Yes. But as it relates to uh, the speaker's, uh, the speaker's um, travels, uh, mm -hmm. it's something that we're just not going to speak to right wow. now. That's a hypothetical. I mean, uh, we are we are not uh, just we're just not going to speak on her schedule. Uh, as we have said multiple times, uh -huh. we give advice and and uh, guidance uh, to any members of Congress where they travel to the region they travel, whether an advice on geopolitical uh, situation in the region or in the country, mm -hmm. and any national security uh, uh, issues that may arise. But again, I'm not going to speak to. A hypothetical. Well, that was one minute of my life I can't get back where she said absolutely nothing and didn't answer the question. Well, she's speaking on a hypothetical, but I don't think there's anything hypothetical about Nancy Pelosi saying she's going to go to Taiwan. But this is the, let me put on my tinfoil hat. I feel like <laughs> at the same time. Do you have that, to put it on or does it just always stay well, on? Well, it's a little different. Sometimes I take it off. Since I, I'm the tinfoil hat expert at Blaze TV. Um, <laughs> my point being, it's like, I think that economically that we really, we rely on China so much and I think they rely on us too. So I don't know. The idea that we're going to have World War III, I also think, this is conspiratorially thinking, they can't have a World War III because then both of our economies would crash unless that's what they want. So that's why I think it won't happen, in my opinion. I don't know. I mean, China's economy is like a real economy based on advanced production. I was going to say, our economy is already crashing. And yeah, markets. And this is so interesting to me because the right literally thinks that the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, they think they're actually like communists. 
They're not. I mean, the, the translation is weird, but the actual translation of what that party is called in English is something to the effect of, like, the people's worker. It's not, like, actually, you know, Marxist in the way that we might understand, like, the, the left in America to be, which maybe is going to be an unpopular take, but it's true regardless. But, yeah, their economy is, like, based on markets and advanced manufacturing and things. Our economy is based on, like, weird debt and usury <laughs> and services and, like, laptop jobs. And we don't really make anything here anymore. So I don't know what's exactly going to to happen, but uh, I think our country is wildly inept to deal with the way that serious countries handle themselves. Mm -hmm. Like our country, whether it was with Russia or now China, thinks that they can actually like nag these countries into backing down by just like, you know, these passive aggressive little jabs like, oh yeah, we're going to go, and the country's like, oh well, I'll just shoot down your plane. No, you won't, no, you won't. It's like, yes, they will. So I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see what happens. China uh, said just earlier today, they stepped up their warning saying that its military would quote, not sit idly by if the visit does happen. I'm, look, I'm just saying uh, I welcome our Chinese overlords because <laughs> if, if in the event that there is, there is a war, I'm just saying they've been preparing for this very moment for a very long time and our military has been like watching videos about LGBTQIA plus apostrophe S inclusivity. So if it happens, I got my money on China. Speaking of which, this, I assume this audience is an audience of readers, very smart people who like to read books. The greatest book I think I've ever read on politics, period, is a book called America Against America. It was written by a guy named uh, Wang Huning, I think. He's the top political scientist of the CCP, widely regarded to be uh, responsible for Xi Jinping's rise to power. If you read that book, I mean, it's written exactly like if an alien came to this country and diagnosed explicitly all of the problems. It was incredible to me. It's like It was written 40 years ago, but it's aged perfectly like a fine wine. You can find it on Amazon for like $30. Highly recommend. Well, the only book I've ever read is Fifty Shades of Grey, and that had a lot of uh, political ideology in it. And let me just tell you something. Uh, in that book, it, uh, and I hate to use this, the swear jar, in that book, it talked about getting and it looks like America might be getting if Nancy Pelosi uh, goes to Taiwan. No. She's my friend. The official news and why it matters reading list. Fifty <laughs> um, Shades of Grey. All right. So I want to, before we before we take a, a break, I do want to get to uh, Peter Ducey again, just doing God's work. The only one in there asking the questions that need to be asked that really keep uh, Karine Jean-Pierre on her feet. He was asking why the Biden administration is, in fact, building a freaking wall on the United <laughs> States-Mexico border if that was so racist when Trump tried to do it. Watch her walk out of this one. It's kind of fun. Why is the Biden administration building a border wall in Arizona? So um, we are not... Uh, we're not finishing the wall. Uh, we are cleaning up the mess the prior administration oh. uh, left behind. But mm. President Biden, when he was a candidate, said there will not be another foot of wall constructed uh -oh. in my administration. Whoopsies. So yeah. what changed? We are not finishing the wall. By finishing the wall, <laughs> is this? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, finishing? We are not finishing the wall. By filling in, uh, is, this, is this racist? Because in 2019, when the former guy was proposing a wall, you said uh, that it was his racist wall. So how is this any different? I'm just having a hard time understanding how this is any different. I'm not even sure how you get to your first question, to this question that you just asked me. I will what? say this. A border wall. I'm, I'm, I'm answering your question. Great. A border wall is ineffective use of taxpayer dollars. Then why are wow. you building it? Would be my question. I just love that, like, the Democrat Party, it has just completely embraced, refusing to admit that they are trying to enforce an actual border.
Like, was that not just a defense of open borders right there? Yeah. We're not finishing the wall. We're not finishing the wall. We're not finishing the wall. Like, it would be that bad of a thing for their party to understand that they are trying to prevent strangers from making their way into our country, even though we've gotten reports of, like, potential terrorists. There are people coming from God knows where. It's not Mexico. It ain't Mexico. No. And by the way, the Mexicans want Americans to get the hell out. It's true. <laughs> the people in Mexico yeah. City are like, you guys go back to your crap hole. We don't want you here. Um, it's just, it's incredible that they're embracing this. Like, no, we're, no -uh, we're not building the border wall when they really are. Like, that, that is how radical their entire party has become. Well, it's, you know, they call it progressiveness. They call it social justice. But at the end of the day, it's not even about the wall. It's literally about this lie. They can't look like they want to build it. They have to lie in our face. They're yeah. saying, we're going to build it, but we're not going to build it. We're not building it. For me, it's the lie that just makes me so sick. Well, we're not finishing it. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you're admitting that you're going to build part of it, but you're not going to finish it? That's just inefficient. Yeah, it doesn't like, make you're sense. just saying that you're going to be inefficient with it. By the way, she did say, we're cleaning up uh, President Trump's mess. I guess maybe she was alluding to the fact that they had all of the construction supplies there in many different parts of the wall. And on day one, Joe Biden just decided to leave it there. So there was only a mess because they didn't follow through with the construction uh, and the materials that were already provided to them. Maybe that's what she's alluding to. Otherwise, it was just a gigantic lie. Yeah, to call anything from the previous administration a mess uh, is, a, is a grand exercise in ignoring humility, uh, considering what this administration has done. But these people don't believe in borders. They don't believe in countries. They are post-national. They want this yeah. one global community. These people are global communists. You can But then read. why are they secretly building a wall? Maybe they're stupid. I don't well, know. I don't know what the well, actual for, motive there would Savannah be. From Savannah and Jorge's, uh, you know, coverage, Yuma is the easiest place to cross to. It's like the yeah. most, uh, you know, egregious part of the border. So yeah. maybe they're just trying to fix that one little hole that's, you well, know. Well, if they want people to come over, then let them all come over. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. admit that there's a problem or, or, or not or say that there's not. But don't do one and not follow through with the other. You have to imagine a lot of it is placating the contempt that, like, you know, for example, the Border Patrol is filled with guys who, like, really care about securing yeah. the border. Mm -hmm. And they can't do it. And I would imagine there's a series of, like, you have to do something. We're all going to quit. We're all going to quit. And so, oh, well, we're building this now. But ultimately what's happening is you have millions of people just pouring across because that's what they want. They want the total erasure of the idea of, like, an American identity. And, I mean, you can tell. Look at the press secretary. You take one look at her and you go, that's a French woman. And that just goes to show exactly how eroded all sense of identity has. It's a liberal world order. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. But uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Healthy Cell. So this is the next generation of dietary supplements. Um, if you are taking any sort of supplement right now in pill form, go to your trash can and throw it away because you're not going to absorb most of the nutrients in the pills. These are what studies show. Not It's not Sarah Gonzalez telling you. It is what the actual science says, uh, not to mention they can be hard to swallow. So you don't want to be spending your money on vitamins that you're not actually absorbing. That is why doctors and nutritionists created Healthy Cell. Uh, it's really, really great tasting. It is a gel uh, that you can just, you can mix in a yogurt, a smoothie, whatever, or you can just take it straight out of the package, which is what I do. It gives you 165% more absorption than pills. Uh, research has shown that distractions not only hurt productivity, but they can also lead to higher stress and a bad mood, which is not what you want. Uh, focus and concentration are shaping up to be the new superpowers for the 21st century professionals. And uh, look, in 2008, the average amount of concentrated time on a task without distraction was 12 seconds. Five years later, it's eight seconds. So that's uh, less attentiveness than a goldfish. Congratulations, people. If you need more focus, more concentration, you've got to try the focus and recall. Uh, it's, it helps with uh, focus, recall, mental speed, and rapid learning. Um, if it's optimal brain performance you want, you got to check out Healthy Cell. It is healthycell.com slash news. Use code news for 20% off of your order. That is healthycell.com slash news.
Congratulations, everyone. We've done it. Uh, the United States government said on Friday it would it, it had agreed to a one point seven four billion dollar deal for sixty six million doses of a Moderna covid vaccine updated for the, as we know, very, very deadly Omicron subvariant for use in a fall and winter booster campaign. Uh, not surprisingly, Moderna shares were up three percent. So this is a uh, congratulations, everyone. Congratulations. I feel like all of these should be like we should have a, a voiceover that's like brought to you by the people who made the shot that didn't work in the first place. No, they and were. Then just run it. I just wish they had different flavors at this point. I'm getting sick of this flavor, you know, vanilla. We need like a strawberry lemonade. Uh, well, maybe vaccine. that's what the new update. That's what I'm saying. Are. I'm excited for the update. You know, I'm on four now. I'm ready for number five. I can't wait. What we should do is we should um, organize one of those power hours that I never get invited to, and then instead of taking shots or drinking, we just inject ourselves Vaccines. with the vaccine. <laughs> so. You stopped talking while I was in the middle of drinking, John. Yeah, yeah it's inconsiderate when people don't take your feelings into account, isn't it? Water, by the way, <laughs> if anyone was wondering. Um, I, you know, it's just like, uh, I, have, I would love it if someone would correct me. I understand that the government is typically involved in the distribution of a vaccine um, if there's some sort of like a public health event. But I have not seen like this public-private partnership be amped up to the level that it's amped up in between uh, big pharma and big government that now we're just like, is that just what we're doing from here on out? Is that the government is just buying up all of the vaccines? Because used to, it just ran through people's insurance and like you, like you actually had to pay. Now insurance companies would usually pay for it. Um, so it might be free to the patient, but it was always paid for, um, not by the government. Now the government is just going to take our money and funnel it to big pharma to create vaccines for a subvariant of Omicron that isn't killing people and we just have nothing to say about it. They're just going to take our money and do that. And we're just like, cool, there's no conflict of interest here. Well, this might be unpopular to uh, conservatives, but I feel like already we have socialized vaccines. Why don't we have other socialized medicine? And I'm not saying it should all be socialized, but why is insulin in Mexico $7 and it's $207 here in America? So it's just funny how they can find money to get this vaccine for free to everybody. But other healthcare needs, they don't. So I just think the system's obviously rigged against the people right. that don't want to keep us healthy. They want to keep us sick and in debt. Yeah, well, and you know, of course, Obamacare was supposed to, they told mm, us exactly. it was going to solve the problem. Uh, and at the time, I, I still am a licensed insurance agent, but at the time, as a, an insurance agent, that was like what I did. I had a business, I had a firm, and I was like, Guys, I'm going to flash the giant red lights because the biggest problem in insurance right now are the uh, prescription drugs. Like that's mm -hmm. where all of the money, the medicine, the drugs is where they're making all of their money. And all of this, none of Obamacare in however many pages it was even touched any of that. It didn't re regulate them at all. It just tied the hands behind the insurer, the insurers backs, but it didn't do anything for any of big pharma. And I was like, guys, Probably we should, like, if we're going to do this, if we're going to have government interference, it probably should be about all of that and not all of these other things that don't make any sense and are just going to completely crash the industry. But, hey, what did I know? 
Yeah, and you have to remember, too, for the longest time, the left was vehemently opposed to, you know, the system, big pharma, the insurance yep. yes. companies, man, because they thought mm-hmm. that that was the reason we don't have, like, a European model of healthcare or something Crony like capitalism. that. Crony mm-hmm. capitalism. And then the right was even defending, like, oh, it's not, well, you're punishing them for being successful. Read this book about how monopolies only exist with government intervention. It was just this very sort of childlike argument. But now, because they are corroborating with each other to, you know, get all these vaccines to everybody, which would even be wrong in principle, even if the the disease were actually as fatal as they're claiming it is, but it's not. So it's wrong on so many different levels, and they have become totally in support of it, even though it's the, the grossest display of that type of collusion between the private sector nominally and the government sector in terms of just literally redistributing wealth from the taxpayer to these types of companies. And they're just totally on board with it because they've been convinced, not from, from anecdotal evidence, from what they see, but literally from like what the screens are telling them is such a threat to their safety. Well, I mean, so... <laughs> It's not just us uh, talking about this, right? Uh, Like, hey, guys, maybe this is a conflict of interest. Top officials at the FDA were apparently worried about what they saw as pressure being placed on them by vaccine companies and the White House to clear booster shots. This is according to uh, newly released emails from Judicial Watch, who uh, they, I believe they had to FOIA all of this, but there were a couple doctors. One says uh, that they were very concerned that companies are trying to put pressure on OVRR, this is the Office of Vaccines Research, by way of PR. We need to be given time to consider their data and cannot be pushed by these companies, and for that matter, the administration, who tried to impose uh, timeless something that make no sense. So, um, again... Flashing red lights? No, we don't need long-term testing. That is, I mean, <laughs> come on. I like short-term testing. That's the only type of testing I like. The, the longer term, the testing, no, that can be skewed. That, that data can be tricked. So, actually, I would like it. I prefer no testing whatsoever. Just test it on us. <laughs> I, I want to I throw out a couple more. Your sarcasm kills me. I want to throw out a couple more of these emails. Uh, I had to bite my tongue so as to not ask about the booster doses that the administration promised to everyone by September 20th. He keeps on telling me that following this approval, he will sit down with us to hammer out a plan to get on top of the workload because, quote, while I was gone, he actually did an inventory and determined that our workload is no longer manageable. At the same time, he encourages sponsors to send in submissions and I am sure promises fast turnaround. Um, Like, this is very troubling, you guys. Yeah, it's so harmful, too, because I think we're only one of two countries in the world that allows for drug companies to advertise their drugs mm-hmm. on television. Yep. Yep. And so with certain drugs, maybe it makes a little bit more sense. Like you're sitting back, you're watching TV, and you're like, you know, I guess I would more or less prefer to be running in a field of the Golden Retriever right now. Maybe maybe I should ask my doctor about this. But it's not like anyone's <laughs> actually sitting at home like feeling like I am dying. I need this. They're seeing like, you know, everything that's coming out in terms of like, oh, one in three Americans will be dead. And they're just like, one in three Americans. By the way, these people hate people. And it, like, these are the most cynical, bitter people. They just want to stay inside anyways. And so they're just happy to see like their own antisocial tendencies being forced on the rest of the population so that they don't have like FOMO or something. I mean, this is not the first story that we've heard of doctors and scientists on the inside going, you know what, we're very uncomfortable with this. It's not science. It's just pure political agendas uh, and political pushes. And we are very uncomfortable. We've heard reports of people actually leaving uh, mm. because they, they couldn't stomach it. And then, of course, we have people like Peter McCullough, uh, Robert Malone, all of these doctors who you know, were previously these world-renowned uh, cardiologists and, and published you know, all, of these, all of these things, and now all of a sudden they're kooks. 
because they're speaking out about actual facts and actual science. Um, it's just really sad to see. Uh, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We have more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So look, guys, I don't, <laughs> we talk about this on the program all the time. Um, the economy is not good right now. Okay, inflation is not good, and uh, if you have a 401k or an IRA, I'm sure you know that if you've checked on it lately, because uh, it, it ain't good. You're losing money, and this is money that you have earned yourself. Don't let that happen. Stop standing by while your money uh, becomes not just of less and less value, but also less of it, all right? You got to think about investing in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They are protecting uh, all of your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying your 401k or IRA into physical gold. It is not too late. Just text the word Y to 989898. You're going to get a free information kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. Historically, this is, has been and continues to be a very, very uh, good investment. So don't stand by while you lose more money. Text the word Y to 989898 for that free info kit. That is 989898. San Francisco is holding an annual sexual festival uh, popular among the, uh, the gay men this weekend, even though the city has already declared a local health emergency due to the spread of monkeypox. Uh, it's, look, I love this picture that they're showing right now. For those of you who are listening, they're showing a Daily Wire article. Um, but the picture that is included says, monkeypox is not just a gay thing. And we're told that it's very stigmatizing uh, to actually speak statistics and say that, it, what is it, like 98% of people who have monkeypox are gay men, um, and specifically gay men who are like going to orgies and bathhouses, which I would not advise doing at all, ever, um, even not during a monkeypox outbreak, but probably keep it in your pants for a little bit if you hear that there is a monkeypox outbreak. Um, but local health emergency over in San Francisco over the spread of monkeypox, surprisingly, no, no businesses are being shut down, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you're still allowed to go to all the gay orgies that you want, and they're just like, well, I mean, just cover your oozing uh, lesions from monkeypox if you do decide that you do want to go to the Up Your Alley Leather Fetish Festival. Well, so if you that's do, great. If you do want to still go to the orgy, just make sure to wear your mask, make sure to take your monkeypox vaccine, and then go have sex with 15 men. That's, uh, that's totally state approved. Yeah, some of the tips over at, uh, here it is, San Francisco AIDS Foundation, uh, Door, which is what they call Door Alley, is sometimes what they call the, the Up Your Alley uh, Festival. Door is here, but so is monkeypox. Here are some ideas to reduce your risk and still enjoy your favorite kink and fetish festival in San Francisco. There's never been a better time to dress from top to bottom in latex or... Or leather. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. Why is California such a dumpster fire? This is disgusting. This okay. is disgusting. There, there's a few volcanoes that are pretty close by that I think are like overdue in terms of when they're supposed to erupt. So they're going to keep waving the pride flag, mocking God's promise to Noah to never flood the earth again. But they stoke his embers. So maybe, uh, maybe they'll see what happens. Guys, guys, hold, uh, Alex, I know you have something to say. Okay, look. It says, I'm not making this up. It says, take a friend to the dungeon. Going to sex parties with people you know and planning on who you'll hook up with can be the only way to reduce your, can be one way to reduce your risk if you're able to have open and honest conversations about monkeypox symptoms and possible exposures. Um, you know, it's just like, I don't know. They're talking about, I literally, they say, cover it up with a Band-Aid if you have a bump on your skin. Um, it, like, 
can they not just like not put their penises in everything that they see? They, literally, that like for option? the life of themselves, they cannot. You know, that's not an option. It's called being horny. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Sometimes you're just so horny, you have to do it. Well, he's he's right because if you look at you know, we're told that all this is the same. You know, man and woman, man and man, it's all the same. But if you look at like the sexual behavior of men, imagine if it were the same with women. It would be basically what you see with like San Francisco and things like that. Just total like pick up basketball, anything goes, no holds barred. But what's sort of the, the regulator of that is the different nature of women to be more reserved. Men are more, I guess, forthcoming. But yeah, if you look at like the pinnacle of gay culture, what would you say, probably 1980 San Francisco? Guess what the average body count of a homosexual man in 1980 San Francisco was? You told me last week and it blew my mind. 500. Five, I don't even. What's it now? I don't, well, that's a great question. Oh. I don't know, but they literally, for the life of themselves, like cannot stop participating in these orgies. But they're allowed to do that. But you couldn't go to see uh, your dead relative in the, in the funeral visitation center because that would have killed you as well or something. I also take a, a giant issue with the tax the tax money that they are getting from declaring it a public health emergency and the tax money that the Biden administration wants to send on this. It's like, th- like. For what? These people are choosing to go have gay orgies. Can we not just say sometimes actions have consequences? Yeah, I mean, they shut down the whole world for the pandemic, but they can't even shut down a gay sex festival in uh, San Francisco. But there's one thing, you know, this is, they always talk about the hypocrisy. A guy that sleeps a lot of women is a stud, and then a woman that sleeps a lot of men is a slut. But I think it's a Chinese proverb. It's like, you know, a key that opens every lock is a master key, and a lock that any key can open is Lock. So it's like these guys need to be a little better locks and not let everybody, you know, come in their bunghole. Well put, <laughs> well articulated. Yeah, I'm just saying. Then we get less uh, monkey parts. I'm gonna get an email about that one. No, I don't know. Just nothing in the bunghole, guys. Let's slow down for a list of maybe a month until uh, exit the, only. Yeah, just until <laughs> the things uh, settle down. But they won't do it probably. I, they, I mean, it just, again, like, how is it, what do you they know, want, $7 on, billion? To put on my tinfoil hat for a second, oh, that's part <laughs> of what I think the, the corporate embracing of the, like, the LGBT thing is with every company you know, for Pride Month or they have a product that is marketed specifically. I think it's because they realize that if you advertise to a demographic which has like the lowest impulse control, they're probably going to be more likely to buy your products. Like if they're not drawing the line at like another man's butt, they're not going to draw <laughs> the line at like $700 extra for a television or something like that. I don't know. I mean, we need to just chill out, guys. Uh, let the monkeypox die down. Maybe get your monkeypox vaccine. Maybe I'm pro-vaccine, so get your monkeypox vaccine. Your monkeypox vaccine that uh, apparently American taxpayers are paying for because now we're paying for sexual depravity uh, and, uh, you know, they don't have any consequences for that. Great. That's Those America great way. That's the American yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Hey. It's not even like AIDS where it was like killing people. It's literally just like making them saying. uncomfortable. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like, not even that actions have consequences. I don't know. Like maybe just be uncomfortable. Uh, all right. We have got to take a quick break. I just want to remind everyone if you guys haven't gone to BlazeSocks.com, go check it out. They've got all of these really cool socks. They've got a Ron DeSantis sock. They've got some Trump socks. They've got some really fun socks. They're very soft, very great. Uh, and you can go to BlazeSocks.com. Use promo code Sarah Socks. That is Sarah, S-A-R-A, Socks, uh, to save 20%. That'll also get you some savings on a subscription. It is BlazeSocks.com. Libs of TikTok just constantly giving us content. Uh, Shared this video of a Minnesota elementary school principal promoting a book titled Jack, Not Jackie. And yes, it is as bad as it sounds. Watch. I've been doing some reading this summer, uh, and so I thought I would share a couple of books because you have a little bit of time left to do some reading. I also read Jack Not Jackie by Erica Silverman. Phenomenal read. So if you're a K-1, 2, 3 even, it's a really good read Mm -hmm. called Jack Not Jackie. Great. Um, 
and I really enjoyed that, and I'm excited it'll be on our shelves in the media center mm. this fall. Me too. I love it when my money goes to sexually indoctrinate children into becoming sexual deviants. This says, uh, so the description of the book, just so we're clear, she did, you heard her, she said she was recommending it for kindergarten through second grade. Uh, the description, Susan thinks her little sister Jackie has the best giggle. She can't wait for Jackie to get older so they can do all sorts of things like play forest fairies and be explorers together. But as Jackie grows, she doesn't want to play those games. She wants to play with mud and be a superbug. Jackie also doesn't like dresses or her long hair, and she would rather be called Jack. Readers will love the sweet story about change and acceptance. This book is published in partnership with GLAAD to accelerate LGBTQ inclusivity and acceptance for kindergartners. That's what, great. Whatever happened to tomboys? Well, that? that's why I'm like, I also played in mud and I never wore dresses and you wouldn't know it now. You know why? Because my parents just let me be a freaking kid. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of young girls play football and then they end up becoming like, you know, homecoming queen. So it's just kind of weird. You know, the maturation of our youth is awkward sometimes, but they get these kids in these awkward stages and make them take, you know, gender reassignment surgery or hormones. They change their life forever. It's really sad. Yeah, my John. sister went through her, you know, I have to shop in the boys department. I want to cut my yeah. hair. She was like 10 years old and now she's married. She has a home, like everything's going well. And it's just really sad that so many parents are now going to see those trends and because millennials are even worse parents than boomers, frankly, but maybe it's not their fault. I don't know. But they're going to see that and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, an opportunity for screen points on Facebook. I'm going to make my kid trans. TikTok right? likes. It's yeah. so sad. The, well, I, look, the parents should just, just throw them in prison. Throw them all in prison for life. <laughs> of taxpayer money, not to the library, but to prison. I have a well, better idea. I think we can make America great again. I don't disagree with you, but... <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.